Hello, spooky friends, and welcome to another episode of Pasta Time with the Scariest Podcast. Woo! This week's a little different than our previous Pasta Times, which is funny because Pasta Time's so new, but we're covering some SCPs today instead of creepy pastas. Indeed we are. That's Robin Grace. I'm Adam Diaz, and I am very excited to be doing SCPs. I had no idea what they were until Robin covered the foundation on one of our topic episodes, like way back when, like a hundred episodes ago, I think. Uh, but it's really exciting. It's really fun. Uh, going through these and picking some for today was definitely entertaining. I found a few where I'm like, this is way too long, but it's hilarious. Uh, but I did find two. Robin found two as well. So Robin, for folks who do not know, uh, what is the SCP Foundation? Uh, the SCP Foundation is like a creepypasta type site. But what SCP means is secure, contain, protect. And it's just a page that instead of creepypastas is full of these uh, creatures or entities called SCPs. And it it's just there are thousands of them. It's thousands. almost as if you wandered into the X-Files and found an archives on like cryptids that were unknown or anomalies or yeah. something like that. Uh, essentially, it's like creepypasta, but with a writing prompt. And the prompt is... Uh, just write, like, uh, basically a category for it, how it's contained and what it is, which is awesome. Uh, so I'm going to go over the classes that they have for them so that when we do reference these when we're reading, uh, you're not like, what the hell are they talking about? So essentially, if you were to write your own and send it in, like, let's just say you made up a monster, uh, you would classify it one of three ways. One is safe, which just means it's something that is easily and safely contained. Duh. Uh, a Euclid which is an anomaly that it requires more resources to contain completely or where containment isn't always reliable. And then the third one is, how do you say this one? The one with the K? Keter. Keter. Uh, Keter, even though it sounds really cute, uh, is an anomaly that is exceedingly difficult to contain consistently or reliably with containment procedures often being extensive and complex. So those are the ones whose power levels are over 9,000. Uh, and then Euclid is under 9,000. And then safe is like the farmer at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So uh, that is what we're going to be doing today. I think uh, we haven't even discussed who's going to go first, you or me. Uh, why don't you go first, since you've never covered them before. I've covered them multiple episodes. Or at least four, maybe five. Uh, so if you folks would like to hear more about them after this episode, you can go back and listen to those. Or you can listen to those first, because I do go over... Um, more in depth of what they are and things like that in the previous episodes. I just realized how naming this episode, I'm so happy it can just be pasta time number three. Well, you can do pasta time dash SCPs. What I don't want to do is pasta time number three dash SCP and then all the numbers that correspond with the ones we're going to cover because they don't have names. They have numbers. Uh, Just like if you were filing them away in some sort of filing system. So I will go first. uh, And then if you want to go second and third since yours flow into one another. Sure. That could be fun. So, all right, well, let me just grab one of my two at random and get going. Um, Is this, okay, this is the scary one. I want to start out with the funny one. So I'm going to start out with SCP-1370. And this one's classification is safe. Special containment procedures for SCP-1370. It is locked in a fireproof glass display stored in Gallery 27. If the case becomes damaged by external circumstance, any container with dimensions of at least 1.25 inches by 0.75 inches by 0.75, I'm sorry, that was meters by 0.5, will suffice as a replacement until a new display case is available. The Ethics Committee recommends that any long-term storage case contain enough space for SCP-1370 to move freely. Level 2 personnel 
and higher may remove SCP-1370 from its case at their discretion, but will face disciplinary action for failing to secure it properly afterwards. This doesn't sound like a very scary monster no. if basically anyone can take it out and play with it. And this is why. Is it a Corgo? Description of SCP-1370. <laughs> it's a self-aware artificial being constructed from various electrical devices and tools. It stands approximately one meter in height and is capable of moving its articulated joints despite the lack of any power source or motors. SCP-1370 communicates in a monotone voice via a speaker mounted in its chest. Its head is a voltmeter soldered upside down to a neck joint, giving the appearance of a friendly smiley face. Since voltmeters have like the needle that goes back and mm -hmm. forth, they flipped it upside down so it looks happy. But containing no active sensory devices... However, SCP-1370 will react to visual and audible stimuli, and its ability to do so is hampered when the head is covered or otherwise restrained. What is that one movie with the robot? That... Oh, yeah. That really narrows it down. Wally? No, not Wally, but the one that, that helps save the... is That's the one. What's Short his Circuit? name? Short Circuit? Johnny Five? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I is it similar? Johnny Five. No. Johnny Five is like six feet tall, and uh, it looks a little bit different, but... Its design appears to give more importance to aesthetic concern rather than function, as evidenced by a poor center of gravity that hampers its ability to balance and walk, so it's constantly falling over. It is therefore believed that SCP-1370 was created as an art object and later imbued with anomalous properties rather than designed with those in mind. It can currently speak fluent American English, French, and Latin, and is capable of learning new languages. Other facets of its intellectual capacity have not been clearly outlined as SCP-1370 is invariably hostile in all interactions with any being or object it interprets to be sapient. This includes, but is not limited to, animals, foundation personnel, civilians, audiovisual equipment, and security cameras. So it's adorable, but hates everybody. And it's a fucking dickhead. And this is so good. It gets so much better. All right, if SCP-1370 enters an object, excuse me, encounters an object it believes to be sapient, it will attempt to engage the object in combat while introducing itself with a variety of elaborate titles which appear to be selected at random. Examples include Doombot 2000, Robolord the Destructor, Prime Minister Sinister, which is one of my favorite things I've ever seen, and Darth Claw Killflex. SCP-1370 will often include variations to these titles based on responses it receives from personnel. Foundation staff have successfully introduced <laughs> Patheticacon, the Gargalmost, and Pesterbot to its lexicon. So not only can you take it out and play with it, and it'll threaten you with death and tell you that it's amazing, they've convinced it that these are titles that are awesome, and it calls itself Pesterbot. Wow. I wish this thing was real. It reminds me of the um, butter Yeah, robot. the butter machine. That's exactly but, what I thought when I was reading it's it. It's like the butter robot from Rick and Morty, but is a complete dickhead to everyone instead of like <laughs> in existential, existential crisis. Yeah. It's so funny. All right. And then it finishes out with this addendum to it. And it says, addendum, many tests on SCP-1370's combat prowess have been run, each confirming that SCP-1370 lacks the physical aptitude to cause damage to any living being. Test 1370-8239 exposed SCP-1370 to a common house plant with a speaker hidden in the plant's pot. After SCP-1370 was provoked verbally, it attempted to fold and twist the leaves of the plant within its grasp before incapacitating itself. 
C log that follows, and it says, uh, SCP-1370, release me, insects. I am Doom Master 1370, master of all doom. I shall be the herald of your destruction. Now I'm just thinking of... Uh, Claptrap. Grr. From Invader Zim. No, I've never seen Invader Zim. So Invader Zim has this little robot named Gur, and he's the cute. He always he's dressed up in a dog costume. That you have you ever seen that green dog? Yeah, yeah. So that's Gur, and he's just this little robot who's the cutest thing. But he walks around and says stuff like doom 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 doom. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's definitely he's inspiration so from that in this. So after it threatens them like this, the researchers leave the testing chamber and the case is opened remotely. Although no security risk is determined, the test requires SCP-1370 to focus on the plant rather than nearby personnel. Observations are made via an opaque glass window to prevent SCP-1370 from attacking its own reflection. Wow. SCP-1370 then states, At last, I am unleashed upon this earth so deserving of destruction. All shall be rent with my pinchers. All shall be trampled beneath my feet. I am Shivatron, despoiler of mirth. One of the researchers through the speakers then said, Hello, can you hear me? To which SCP-1370 approaches the plant and responds, Who dares? All souls will burn. You will feel the sharp sting of my wrath. Identify yourself so that I may sing damnation upon you as you die. The researcher then says, I am a split-leaf philodendron, a semi-woody shrub with large glossy leaves. In parentheses, restrained laughter. These leaves can grow up to three feet long. SCP-1370 then attempts to wrestle the leaves and shouts, Your mockery spells your doom. I just want one of these. I have arrived. You will be crushed betwixt my digits. SCP-1370 then fell over and was unable to right itself. After approximately six minutes, it knocked the pot over, which rolled into a position that pinned SCP-1370's body to the floor of the chamber. Researchers entered to return SCP-1370 to its case. It sounds adorable. It sounds so fucking cute. I totally thought the butter machine from Rick and Morty yeah. when I was reading this, but it's definitely bigger. It's like around three feet tall, 3.1 I'm, feet. I'm it's a meter. surprised you've never seen Invader Zim. I think it just missed me, man. There's certain things that... It's just it's very similar to uh what's the name of that thing that's fake that I always say is fake? It's uh, a Bumafu. Oh. It just missed me, you know? I didn't even know it existed until I heard you and Charlie talking about it back in the day. Yeah, it is really cute. It's really funny. I, I, I just um, it's just this alien that wants to destroy the world, but he's absolutely pathetic. I, I just, I, you should watch it. I, think I totally want to watch it. it now after reading this SCP. Because so. Gur is like just like that. Except he's much cuter and much sweeter. <laughs> this one's hilarious, but uh, that is SCP-1370, our first SCP on Pasta Time. So, hope you enjoyed that. All right. So, I'm going to get into my first SCP. And I'm going to go in a different direction than your adorable one. Okay? So, the SCP I'm going to cover is SCP-409, which always makes me laugh. Because, oh, yes. you know, the cleaner 409. And the first house I ever lived in was 409. Really? That I remember, yeah, was 409. It's very interesting. I don't know. I just like that number. Okay. <clears throat> so the class of this particular SCP is Keter, which is oh, shit. the top. Over, over 9,000. Yeah. Vegeta's crushing a scouter right now. <laughs> it's over 9,000. Okay. Special containment procedures for this particular SCP. It um, requires no physical contact 
be made with SCP-409 for any reason. Anything that makes physical contact with them must be contained in quarantine immediately, along with any materials used in transport of the subject. So if you touch it and anything that touches it, it's like everything that has to do with it has to be quarantined. SCP-409 must be kept in a granite case at all times. Any transportation of it must be done in a sealed granite container. Residue from its effect are to be sealed in granite containers along with any tools used to transport the residue into those containers. Jesus. So, yeah. So, anything that touches it is... No, Has to be done away with. No touchy. No touchy. Uh, so, the description of this particular SCP. It resembles a large quartz crystal approximately 1.5 meters or 5 feet tall and 0.6 meters or 2 feet wide. So, 5 feet tall, 2 feet wide. Um, the size of a small person, right? Are we two feet wide? I don't know how wide I am. <laughs> I'm like looking at myself like, I'm a lot wider I? than I used to be. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Any object coming in contact with 409 will begin to crystallize after three hours. So once you touch it, you just start turning into this Jesus. thing. No wonder you have to be isolated. Um, this effect will occur in any material other than granite. The crystallization will spread to approximately... 2.5 centimeters or one inch a minute and will convert the entire object or organism inside out. So you will Holy completely shit. be crystal. 100% crystal. This sounds like one of Griffin's Sounds arcs. like you'll be a vampire. It sounds like Crystal from Kingdom <clears throat> from Adventure Zone, in fact. Really? Yeah. I've never Super fucking it. intense arc. Really? One of them loses an arm. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. my God. Super good. Keep going though. This has me. I'm hooked right now. Okay. Subjects report this effect to be extremely painful and similar to frostbite. After complete crystallization, the object will begin to make snapping and creaking noises for approximately 20 minutes before bursting into thousands of fragments with great force. So you'll just explode. fucking explode. <laughs> Anything touched by or touching a fragment will immediately begin to crystallize. Nothing at this time is able to reverse the effect in organic matter, including amputation or affected areas. In it reminds me of Ice-9. How Ice-9 did... Okay, I don't know if you guys have ever read Cat's Cradle, um, but Ice-9 is a, a, a like a droplet that'll turn all ice on Earth into ice. Or all water on Earth into ice. Excuse me. So the idea is like they have... It's like the, the most powerful weapon that could just destroy the world. And like the idea of this thing exploding and then everything it touches turning into ice, like... If not contained properly, it would literally destroy the world. I wonder how you destroy it, period. Um, inorganic matter will only crystallize for a few centimeters around point of contact. Um, 409 was recovered in... Oh, and then it's redacted, of course. Under a pile of crystal shards several feet deep, losses of personnel during recovery were high. And then there are two addendums. Addendum one, the suggestion of Dr. and insert, you know... It's so this website, the thing about it is people really go in depth to like making these things seem real. So they'll redact things. They'll add um, so much detail. And, and this is like one of those things. Um, subject 409D5, because there are different uh, grades, different. It's like different iterations of the same SCPs. Like I came across there's one I'm going to cover after this. And I came across the cute version <laughs> of it. She on was accident. looking it up, and she just like. And I came across got the cute version. CU and it was adorable. Yeah. Um. So, 
4095 was exposed to the effects of 409 and was left to become severely crystallized. After that, he was treated with SCP-500, which is totally different. I'm sure it has its own healing capabilities. And a complete recovery was achieved in nine days. So there is a way to fix it, apparently. Because in the beginning, it's like, there's no way to fix it. This is dumb. Uh, it only took them die. 91 SCPs. Once they found the 90, <laughs> once they found the 500th SCP, they were like, oh, uh, this one fixes it. Hence the addendum. But the subject continued to feel pain in body parts that were crystallized even after recovered. So it's like permanent damage. Permanent nerve damage, seems like. Um, pain faded 13 days after subject was treated. Okay, maybe not so permanent. Uh, it's unknown if the pain effect was psychological or real during the intervening four days. All right, cool. I still wouldn't want to touch this thing, even if there is a cure. Um, and then the second addendum is extensive testing has yielded no information as to why the crystallation occurs. Uh, 409 and the shards created by it are indistinguishable from any other quartz crystal. So it could be floating around with any other healing quartz crystals that people might have. I was going to say, and it's quartz, which means it's like common. Um the effect appears to be similar to a seed crystal where a pre-existing crystal formation is added to a solution causing the crystal to grow. That's terrifying. Uh, 409, however, appears to do this with all solid matter and does not need to remain in contact. Um, how this is done, why SCP-409 is unique among all other quartz crystals, and why granite is the only material immune is still unknown. I <laughs> think this is one of those things that are like... Um, kind of digging at people that are into crystals and how you healing so? they are and yeah because why would you make a crystal that's like it'll kill you <laughs> you and know it what looks i mean just like all those other crystals yeah so i think it's funny um i wonder how they picked i would have picked marble personally because it's much more expensive i think than granite at least when it comes to countertops yeah. i believe marble is the most expensive option that i've ever looked at it's one of the most expensive 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 that's the snake bite talking <laughs> sean right there. connery <laughs> dishes sean connery what were we saying yeah no marble is one of the most expensive um in whole pieces at right. least uh yeah i just think it's interesting they pick granite maybe they just want to take things for granite it's granted. For those it of you who've granted. been saying granted, it's granted. You've been saying it dumb. Everyone laughs at you when you say it. <laughs> um, I, I wonder why. I know, uh, at least when it comes to countertops and stuff like that, I prefer granite over quartz, but that's oh, yeah. just me. Um, Mainly because it won't kill you. <laughs> yeah, And right? if this thing shows up, you can just jump on your countertops and you'll be safe. We've the been watching over. a lot of HGTV, I think. We have it on a lot. So. Yeah, it's on a lot. I just love watching people renovate houses. It's great. But... um. Yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting that they would choose a quartz, one of the most common crystals, and granite to be the one that's like, stop, you go no further. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting. I want to talk to the people who write these, you know? I know you can put down comments, too, and then the authors can oh, respond you can? to them. So every now and then when I, I've been going through these, I've been like, I really want to know what they, like how they came up with this. But I think some people stay like in character on the comment section. Really? Yeah, they're like, they'd rather be the scientist that discovered it than the person who wrote the short story or whatever. All right. So. Well, I, I can respect that 100%. Same here. One hundred. So, all right. Good shit, Robin. Thanks. So before we move into our next story, we are going to take a really quick commercial break. This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud. 
fuel innovation with responsible AI and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. And we're back. My next SCP here goes along with 409, kind of, sort of, in a way. So, my next SCP is SCP-682. This one also is categorized as a Keter. Jesus. So that's... I, those are my favorite. The ones that the are most super dangerous scary. Ones? Yes. All is right. Is this one also related to an address you had or perhaps a phone number? I'm totally going to go look up 476 after this and see what, which one that one is because that was one of my addresses as a kid. It's just the first one that I found and then the other one stemmed off of this one. All right. So this SCP's class is Keter. Its special containment procedures are that it must be destroyed as soon as possible. Holy shit. At this time, there are no means available to SCP teams uh, that are capable of destroying this particular SCP. It's only a- They're only able to cause massive physical damage. So they can hurt it, but can- can't contain it or kill it or anything they need to to actually get rid of it. Um, It needs to be contained within a 5 meter by 5 meter by 5 meter chamber with 25 centimeters of reinforced acid-resistant steel plate lining all inside surfaces. The containment chamber should be filled with hydrochloric acid until the SCP is submerged and incapacitated. Any attempts of the SCP-682 to move, speak, or breach containment should be reacted to quickly and with full force as called for by the circumstances. Personnel are forbidden to speak to the SCP for fear of provoking a rage state. All unauthorized personnel attempting to communicate with the SCP will be restrained and removed by force. So it's important that you don't talk to it, apparently. Yeah, dude. What? This thing sounds really charismatic. <laughs> Due to its frequent attempts at containment breach, difficulty, to, uh, difficulty of containment and incapacitation, and high threat of foundation exposure... SCP-682 is to be contained in site, and then it's a redacted site location, obviously. Uh, The Foundation will use the best of its resources to maintain all land within 50 kilometers clear of human development. 50 kilometers, I think each meter is three feet. So that's a huge section of land. Yeah. That's that's a lot of land. (laughs) All right, so the description of this SCP is that it's a large, vaguely reptile-like creature of unknown origin. It appears to be extremely intelligent. Sounds like a dragon. I'm so excited. Holy shit. And was observed to engage in complex communications with SCP-079 during their limited time of exposure. It's a fucking dragon. This SCP appears to have a hatred of all life, which has been expressed in several interviews during containment. It's a black dragon. We're narrowing it down. Oh, my God. Okay. 
SCP-682 has always been observed to have extremely high strength, speed, and reflexes, though exact levels vary with its form. This is Deathwing. This is Deathwing Its physical body grows and changes very quickly, growing or decreasing in size as it consumes or sheds material. Scales. 682 gains energy from anything it ingests, organic or inorganic. Oh, shit. Digestion sheems... Sheems? (laughs) (laughs) Dishes shock. Damn it. Digestion seems to be aided by a set of filtering gills inside of its nostrils, which are able to remove usable matter from any liquid solution, enabling it to constantly regenerate from the acid it is contained within. Huh. Less dragon-like, but still pretty fucking cool. Its regenerative capabilities and resilience are staggering and has been seen moving and speaking with its body 87% destroyed or rotted. So this thing, even if it's like... Fucked it's, up beyond belief. It's like a liver, dude. You cut piece off and it's like, hey, I can regenerate. It's Livers cool. can be destroyed as well. Yeah, but like if you cut a piece of your liver off, you're not going to die. Yeah, you can donate a piece of yeah, your you liver can donate and it'll it. become someone Did else's Did you know liver. you can donate parts of your lungs too? No, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can. I, I like I, my lungs though. <laughs> I, I like my lungs too. Are you an organ donor? Uh, I don't know. You're not. Okay. I know. Okay. I am. And every time I see your license, I'm like, why aren't you an organ donor? And you're like, I don't know. All right. Let's continue on. In case of containment breach, this SCP is to be tracked and recaptured by all available mobile task forces, and no teams with fewer than seven members are cleared to engage it. To date, attempted breaches have numbered at 17, while successful breaches have numbered at six. Damn, man. This thing is like, I hate it here. Let me out. Yeah. Do, do, do. Okay, so here's a, a transcript of one of the interviews someone's one oh, of the doctors yes, has I had. I want to hear this. All right. So the doctor asks, Now why did you kill those farmers? And the SCP has no uh verbal communication. Then it says, If you don't talk to me, we will remove you and place you back into and then um the thing tries to talk, it's incomprehensible. The doctor says, Pardon, and it continues to speak in un- incomprehensible language. Um and then the doctor asks them to speak up and move the mic up closer. So maybe it's just a mumbler. Oh, well, and then it says they were and then continues to be incomprehensible. And then the doctor makes the personnel move it closer to this SCP. Uh, and the the guy working there goes, his throat's messed up, man. Look at it. He ain't talking. And the SCP uh, assaults the freaking personnel and says they were disgusting and the doctor is like fuck this i'm out that sounds like exactly what was down in that interview (laughs) (laughs) um there's a bunch of different occurrences and stuff on here um for the most part oh oh this one was interesting so it has to do with the scp-409 because the scp-409 if you touch it you turn a crystal right? right so this event has it where this doctor attempts to use 409 on this SCP. It's a dick move. And so they expose it. The SCP begins to tear at the point where that other one touches it, causing massive trauma to the area. And then 682 requests several times to know what it had been exposed to. It starts to crystallize, but spreads a lot slower than it would on any other type of um, organic entity right and then it shows extreme signs of pain then begins to have seizures 
Then crystallization stops at 62% conversion. Then that crystallized area explodes, but the SCP-682 recovers from the exposure despite the loss of limbs because it can just regenerate, right? And it begins regeneration, stating that it will attempt to kill and consume all staff involved in the, it getting hurt so bad by Any this experiment. SCP. Yeah. yeah, I would too, dude. Fuck you. So now it looks like it's immune to 409. And um, use of other SCP items to terminate this SCP must now first be tested on samples, like bits and pieces of it, of 682 before full-scale testing. So they're going to chop off pieces of this SCP before they test it uh, stuff on it? That's sad. It's fucked other, up. Other parts but. of the SCP Foundation, and I should say like other stories, make them seem more benevolent, like they're actually trying to secure, contain, and protect. Yeah. This one makes them seem like government dickheads. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so that one is uh, SCP-682. I it, And it's interesting the how people write it because some people write it where they're the, definitely the bad guys right. and some people do it like this where the government is definitely the bad guy. Or not government, but whoever this the foundation. secret yeah, entity yeah. is. So, yeah. It's pretty good. These are really cool. I really like how they overlap. So I'm going to have to see if I can find any that I enjoy and then find any that it crosses over into. Um, and there's thousands, so that's cool because we're going to be reading probably like for an episode if we do more STP ones. There's a lot of dialogue in these. So sometimes it's like I don't want to just uh, read what essentially amounts to like a script of people talking about an SCP. But either way, that one was fucking sweet. And uh, it's a really dick move to put that crystal monster onto something else. So All right, so I'm going to move into the last SCP you need to be aware of if they were real. And it is SCP-2316. This one's class is Keter. So yeah, it's a bit scary. And it comes with a cognito hazard warning. It says the following file contains images and text that are carriers for anomalous cognito hazardous influences. Someone really likes those big words that don't make a lot of sense. You do not recognize the bodies in the water. Why not? This will make sense later. Due to this, it is imperative that all personnel accessing this file be certified as having a cognitive resistance value of no less than 14.5. So this you, one has like its own fiction where you have to be strong of mind. Like So you had you to have get, classes with Snape. He had to teach you how you. to keep Voldemort I thought out of Jedi, your brain. You, you need to be immune to Jedi mind tricks. If you can get Jedi mind trick, you can't fucking read this one. Should you fail an automated CRV verification, please remain calm and do not move. A member of your site's medical staff... We'll be with you shortly. So this one has like its own security on the actual page because the next thing before they even get into any of the information on the SCP says, please repeat the following slowly and clearly into your terminal microphone. I do not recognize the bodies in the water. And then you have to click something to run the test. And it says verification complete. User CRV is within acceptable limits. And now I can proceed to read the rest of it. I solemnly swear I am up to no good. <laughs> Off. These are so good. Okay. I really, really like some of these. All right. SCP-2316. Special containment procedures. Under no circumstances are foundation personnel to approach SCP-2316. Observation of SCP-2316 must only be carried out by remote dummy probes utilizing video and audio recording equipment. Only those personnel adequately rated for exposure to cogna... God damn this fucking word. Cognitohazardous anomalies may review footage and audio of SCP-2316. So you can't even see the footage of it unless you're strong of mind and will. The lake in which SCP-2316 is located has been quarantined and fenced off. They didn't even capture this thing. 
They just fucking fenced off the area because it's so dangerous. And is to be routinely patrolled by individuals who have not been exposed to SCP-2316 and have no prior knowledge of its characteristics. You do not recognize the bodies in the water. It says this multiple times throughout. Individuals who attempt to bypass the enforced quarantine must be apprehended and moved to Site-33 for a full cognitive influence screening. Individuals who come within 50 meters of the lake containing SCP-2316 are to be considered lost. And now, please repeat the following phrase slowly and clearly into your terminal microphone. I do not recognize the bodies in the water. What if this is like a spell and it's making you say it over and over and over again? I mean, if it's a Beetlejuice, he has a really weird name. And my verification is complete. My user's CRV is within acceptable limits, so we can continue. Description of SCP-2316 is the designation for an anomalous phenomenon. So it's a phenomenon. It's not exactly a creature. Phenomenon. Existing within Lake Redacted, within Redacted County, Redacted, the third one was the state. SCP-2316 manifests as a group of human corpses floating in a small group at the surface of the water. What the hell? The identities of these corpses are cognito hazard removed. So it's a different type of redacted. Well, it's because you're not supposed to know who the bodies in the water are. You don't recognize the bodies in the water. Though DNA testing has been inconclusive. While SCP-2316 appears to be individual instances, it is theorized that SCP-2316 may instead be an entity composed of a collective consciousness. Individual instances of SCP-2316 do not act on their own, but do seem to be able to act collectively as a single unit. The individual instances of SCP-2316 are unrecognizable, and you do not recognize the bodies in the water. SCP-2316 hosts a powerful cognitohazard effect, causing those who have viewed SCP-2316 and are aware of certain parts of its nature, or who were enrolled in the redacted, to believe that the individual instances are human beings they recognize, typically from their childhood. Wow. Super creepy. So, it because it can get into your brain, it makes you see whatever... It's drawing you to the lake. Yeah. Makes you think you're seeing people from your childhood. Which is why it's a cognito hazard. I'm just thinking sounds, magneto. I know. That's what I think every time I read it. Um, uh, because it's it's getting into your brain and dragging you closer, closer and, and closer. closer. Attempting to come into contact with SCP-2316 instances by way of entering Lake Redacted or touching an instance of SCP-2316 will cause... Other instances of SCP-2316 to appear. What? You do like not, more bodies? You do not recognize the bodies in the water. The additional instances only serve to reinforce and add to the strength of the cognito hazard, compelling affected individuals into the lake. Individuals who enter the lake in this way are lost, and to date, none have been recovered. Wow. There is an addendum. It says interview, and then it says data expunged. And then directly under that, it says, please repeat the following phrase slowly and clearly into your terminal microphone. I do not recognize the bodies in the water. And now I run the test. And it says, verification incomplete. User CR, and this is red lettering, by the way, now instead of green lettering. User CRV is not within acceptable limits. User CRV influenced by active cognito hazards. Please stay still. A member of your staff's medical staff, site's medical staff, will be with you shortly. Terminal lockout. There's another addendum, and it says invalid entry, <laughs> and that's it. And I read this one. I was like, I really like the fact that they played with the fiction of it, 
and put in this like test that you have to run while you're reading it. I think that's cool because it's interactive. Yeah, and by the time you get to the end and all the in- all the information you've taken in has meant you have officially been affected by this thing and now someone's on their way to get you. That's why I really liked um, the one of the SCPs I covered in a previous episode because there was a video that was on the page where that one was things super kept fucking changing. Cool. It was so cool. So much work went oh, into that one. Yeah, it was so neat. So yeah. Uh, that's the last one. I really, really like that one. It just makes you think like, uh, for me, when I read stuff like this, I start thinking, what would I write? And I think some other people, when they read these things, think like, that's terrifying, you know? So not sure which one you are. If you wind up writing one of these, feel free to send it in to us. Pasta yeah. oh, at scarys.com. We would fucking love to hear them and definitely post it to the SCP Foundation website. So good stuff. All right. And I think that's just about it. So I want to thank everyone who listened. I want to thank everyone who uh, sent in SCPs for us to read, which was uh, Robin and Adam. Good job, Robin and Adam. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Also, if you have a story of something that actually happened to you, we want to hear about it. So email storytime at scarish.com. If you want to suggest a creepypasta or an SCP for us to read on Pasta Time, which is the fictional side of things, you can email pastatime at scarish.com. Or go to our website, scarish.com, click on contact us, let us know which one it is on that form, and send it on over to us. Or you can hit us up on any of our social medias. Facebook is facebook.com slash scarishpodcast. Twitter is at scarishpod, and Instagram is at scarishpodcast. We would love to hear from you. Robin, for folks who would like to donate to us, how can they do so? You can go to patreon.com slash scarishpodcast. That is a monthly donation type thing. And tiers start at a dollar. At a dollar, you get ad free episodes. At $10... Uh, every quarter, I mail out some physical merch, and in between, I mail out stickers. So it's kind of cute, and then tears go up from there. Uh, and then if you're not into the whole monthly subscription thing, you can go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash podcast, and those are one-time donations. All your donations go to helping us upgrade our studio setup, keep us going, keep us reinvesting in the podcast, uh, and we really couldn't be here without all of you, seriously. Everybody who's ever um, been a part of our show, you folks are absolutely amazing. Yeah, and we really do sincerely appreciate you. So uh, I think that's just about everything you have for Pasta Time number three. So Robin, go ahead and sign us out. Keep on creeping on, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.